The amount of debt funds in European real estate continues to rise, changing relationships between investors and borrowers, while ESG becomes a big factor for lenders. With many investors seeking financing for new opportunities, I caught up with Ed Daubeny, co-head Debt and Structured Finance, and Michael Cavanaugh, EMEA Debt and Structured Finance chairman. Against a backdrop of inflationary and geopolitical uncertainty, I began by asking Michael how strong appetite is right now for debt strategies. Credit tends to be a defensive strategy. And so in times of stress and, and obviously um, the market coming off COVID with some geopolitical issues has some stress, credit tends to be where people go. So there's constantly new money coming in. And I've now been in, in Europe for six years. Uh, we've definitely seen that trend coming out of the U.S. and continuing to build in Europe. So um, I, and I think we'll continue to see it. It's the same story here. We're definitely seeing new um, lenders coming to the market constantly, funds being raised all the time. Um, it's, it's interesting, the types of deals they're targeting is more sort of value-add, core plus strategies, so sort of high yielding. Um, but for, from our perspective, just, I mean, this year, this year alone, it's you see sort of four or five new lenders come to the market, raising fresh capital. Um, and it makes makes our role obviously very interesting just because the amount of capital we can go out and speak to and clients, sort of dif different types of deals. I can sort of remember the days back in 2006 where you had all the, the clearing banks were the sort of main players in the market and lots of clients had relationships with various UK clearing banks. So they, they had their sort of go-to lender. So the market wasn't that big back then click on another sort of 12 years uh, more than that. Um, but um, there's so much capital out there and so many, so many clients now, they can't, they can't cover the whole market. They don't know who's new, who's not, who's in, who's out. So knowing that there's a large amount of capital like that in the market, there's definitely a role for us to play advising clients. With relationships still being built, how important for all sides is sound advice? Debt advisory really is a, a product that we'd call a through product. It, it's something that no matter if the market's a little bit weaker or a little bit stronger, we play a support role to the investment uh, business. And so we're, we, we intend to be a resource. We intend to be on every pitch uh, that our partners are on and, and really uh, provide a service to both the selling client and the buying client. In a perfect world, we end up doing a transaction for a buyer of an asset. Um, but, but even if our role is just advisory, making sure that the, the debt that is being utilized as part of an acquisition is optimized, uh, we've, we've, we've done a good job for, you know, for both clients. And, and I'd add to that that we, we have uh, even another level of client, the, the lending community is really an important client uh, of our team. We, we always look at it that we, want, we owe them a great duty of care. We want to make sure that they're well treated, that their time is, is uh, respected. And when we, when we get it right, and that's nearly all the time, uh, we, we end up with happy clients on, on all sides, whether it's the buyer, seller, borrower, lender. And how big a factor is ESG now for real estate financing? ESG has become a very, very important part of debt financing right now. Um, we've been involved in the last 12 months, three central London spec office schemes. So ground up, 
Um, and back in the sort of Q1 last year, when we did our first project, um, it was just coming to the forefront of how important ESG is for lenders and lenders are beginning to come, become very focused on it. With that one, um, we, we launched it. It was the sort of the second lockdown. It was challenging, but we got it done in the summer um, and the economics on the project were improved through having sort of a very highly efficient building. It then became very clear that, that lenders were getting even more focused on it. And then the next project was at an even greener building. And then the next project, uh, again, fully electric um, office building. Uh, and it, it became very clear that unless you had those ESG credentials on brand new office buildings in London, lenders weren't gonna lend against it. Even uh, moving on from that point, the, the buildings that Ed's referencing, uh, a couple of them were new builds from the ground up. But even more recently, we've done two deals, one that's very um, integrated into the circular economy. So using it's, it's tearing down a building, uh, but using a lot of the component pieces going forward. And then the last one um, that we're doing currently uh, is just a, a absolute gut refurb of an existing building. And, and it's interesting, um, you know, there's there's a. A, a theory that the only real green building is the one that's already built. That that um, when you start to knock down buildings and rebuild them completely, um, ignoring sort of the embedded carbon, that that's not a very green building. And so we've even seen that transition from these these um, really strongly um, green buildings being built from the ground up to refurbs. And I think we're going to see a lot more refurbs going forward as a result of that. Uh, the importance of the circular economy and the importance of of reusing as opposed to just rebuilding. And also just to add about tenants now, if you look at the big corporates and you're beginning to see a lot more occupiers coming back with big requirements in London and there's going to be big requirements across Europe, unless those buildings have those ESG credentials, they won't, they're not going to take them. So it's just, again, is another level of importance for not just lenders, but occupiers. The other thing that we've seen is is there was this benefit that lenders were giving to green buildings, and it, it had a small financial benefit, so maybe a two to 10 basis point savings in, in the margin, but it's now become what we'd reference as table stakes. Unless you have that green building, um, you're, you're really gonna have a problem getting your deal financed at competitive levels. Inflation and rising interest rates are, of course, a huge issue. How will this impact lending going forward? The topic of inflation and, and increasing rates is top of mind. We're, we're, we watch interest rates all day, every day on behalf of our clients. So it's, it's really something that we focus on. Um, <clears throat> it, the direction is clear. It, rates are, are going up over time. Um, one thing that we've identified over doing this for 30 plus years is that in terms of the impact on value of real estate, the uh, liquidity or the availability of, of debt actually drives values much more than the cost of the debt. So that, that gives us uh, some comfort that we're still gonna be in a, in a really good position, but interest rates are, are going up. And so it's something to keep an eye on um, and something that we're you know, not, not uh, aggressively pushing people into acting today as opposed to acting in the future, but 
but you know, if somebody has a long-term perspective, it probably does make sense to, to, uh, to execute today versus in the future. One interesting observation at, at this point, even with some of the geopolitical issues and sort of inflation risks, we have not seen margins move dramatically. We have seen underlying interest rates move. So when you add the margin to the risk-free rate, your ultimate rate is higher. But uh, it, it also, there's so much liquidity in the market that those margins have, have really stayed very constant. Um, and, and we think that probably will be the nature of, uh, of the market going forward as well. You've had negative swap rates in Europe for a long time now, and they've turned positive. So the directions, again, mentioned the direction there, it's, it's only going one way in ECB as well. So I'm sure rates will rise there because of all the development projects we've been working on. Again, massive focus from lenders on that. And unless you've built in a lot of inflation into your costs and you're close to signing a contract with a contractor, there, there's nervousness around that as well.